Yo, what's good, my people? What's good? What's good? Happy New Year to you all, man. You're listening to the Independent Jeff Podcast. I'm your host, Independent Jeff. Man, so glad to be back. 2021 is on deck in full effect. Man, it's February now. Wow. Year's kind of moving fast already. We just got to get this snow out of here. But uh, other than that, man, everything is, is everything. Still dealing with this corona, this COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, man. Hopefully everybody under the sound of my voice is, is you know, staying safe, relatively safe. I know a lot of us still have to work. We're still out here, you know, exposed. But... You know, do your best to stay safe, limit your exposure, wear your mask, all that good stuff, man. Wow. So much to cover, man. I ain't been on in a minute. Just been kind of gathering myself, man, and, and, and just watching everything unfold. Wow. So here we are. Biden won the election, as we all know. He won the election. He's been, you know, sworn into office himself and Kamala Harris. And man, I hate to say I told you so, but we're a month in. We're a month in. And I asked my black people, where's your redress? Where is their focus? I mean, all of y'all told me. I mean, I, I got all kind of pushback from folks. All kind of pushback from folks. And yeah, I'm, y'all know me, dog, so I'm about to let y'all have it. Because all I heard all through 2020, once Biden got the nomination, all I heard was, you know, he's going to win and you're going to see. You gonna see everything you talking about. See you, you so negative, man. You know my folks be on my neck about these Democrats, man. I mean y'all, y'all was on me hard. I mean no matter which way it went, <laughs> y'all was on me hard. Y'all was on me hard about Cube. You know y'all was mad at Cube because he was calling it out. Y'all still mad at Cube now? Or, or y'all still holding on out? Y'all still holding out with a little bit of hope that you know everything that he promised, everything that he promised, he's, he was he was gonna do. Like you gonna see, you gonna see. Well, here we are. We're a month in to his his term. Just about. We're a month in. I I, I pretty much say yeah. We're a month in. We're a month in. And you ain't heard nothing about black nothing. Nothing that that even the most stringent Democrats, you know, said would be his focus. Y'all ain't heard none of the stuff he was talking about on the campaign trail. None of it. Not one iota of nothing he was talking about with black people. He He's going to do. He's not going to do none of that stuff, man. None of it. And I'm here to tell you today, don't stop holding your breath and start seeing it for what it is. 
He's not going to do nothing. He's already walking back everything that he, he ran on. He's already walking it back. Oh, that $15 an hour, uh, you know, raising the minimum, he walking that back. Now he's saying, oh, you know, I still support it, but uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it through. Cap. Cap. All cap. Capity fucking cap. And y'all fell for it. Oh, get me Georgia. Y'all going to get these $2,000 checks. Cap. What he's saying now? Well, uh, well, I didn't quite promise that. I, uh, what I was saying was, see what had happened was, you know, I, 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 you know, you know, it was you now. Now he pulling out math equations and shit. Uh, see, you know, I was talking about see, you know, Trump gave y'all six six hundred. So you know, you add fourteen to that, you know, that's two thousand. <laughs> cap. Oh, cap. And anybody who followed, because all of us were following the Georgia, you know, uh, you know, senatorial uh, elections, you know, who was going to win. You know, hey, he was like, get me Georgia and y'all going to get these two thousand dollar checks. He, he wasn't giving you all a math equation there. And y'all cap for saying that shit now. Fake asses. Y'all know damn well all of their campaign literature. All of their campaign rhetoric was $2,000 checks. And, and, and how you going to take credit for some shit you ain't even signed off on anyway? How you going to take credit for $600 that you didn't sign off on? And even worse yet, your commentary around those $600 checks that Trump was talking about, Biden didn't even support them in the first place. So you wouldn't got nothing. For all the boogeyman talk about Trump, he was full-throated in his support for $2,000 checks. And he ain't back off of it. But y'all mans, though, was all about that action in Georgia, $2,000 checks, war not. All his campaign literature, all his, his campaign, you know, digital campaign, you know, online, on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok, $2,000 checks. 2000 that man get in the office and uh see um got am amnesia and y'all falling for it that lets me know that y'all will cap for them motherfuckers no matter what they do he done already walked it back to to 1400 now you know now he putting stipulations on it well you know uh if you make 75,000 well uh see uh Wait a minute. So you taking credit for Trump 600. But then you putting stipulations on the 14. So the people that got the six, a lot of them ain't going to get the 14 because you adding. I thought it was all the same, dog. Cap. Yep, I'm going to keep saying it. All cap. All cap. And my question to y'all going forward, because I ain't going to be on here long, dog. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, this is a quick burn for me because we got to move forward. My question to black people, how long are y'all going to fall for this shit? How long? 
How long before y'all finally see the errors of your ways in supporting these folks? These folks do nothing but put up performative, symbolic gestures. Nothing policy-based. It's all symbolic. It's all symbolic. They'll tell you all your problems. They'll outline all, hey, you know, systemic racism is wrong. And we, you know, we're, we're a better country than that. But there's no policy to back it up. There's no policy to back it up. Don't tell me what you see. You know, put some, put some hustle behind your muscle. Don't tell me you see systemic racism in that shit. Put policies forward to end it. Don't tell me you see it. I don't give a damn. We all see it. We all see it. That ain't the problem. That ain't never been a problem in seeing it. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of white people that are out there that are in denial. They'll, they'll deny it to the, to the cows come home. But you're a so-called elected official that, that actually ran a campaign on this stuff, bringing it up outlining it hey you know home ownership you know blah 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 you know black people have been denied okay so you recognize it cool that doesn't do nothing for us if you don't put no policy behind it and that's what i that's why i don't give them smoke for it because they're just doing what they're you're they're used to doing because that's all they've ever had to do all they've ever had to do is point our point excuse me point out our problems they've never had to fix them we were we were just so damn happy that somebody even recognized. Oh, see, he t see, he know what racism is. See, he. But if they don't fix it, how long are you going to sit up there and listen? So you good at pointing out my problems, but you ain't fixing them. You ain't no better. If anything, you worse. Because you pointing out my problems, it, it, it's almost like dangling a carrot in front of a hungry person. Okay, you know I'm hungry. You got food in your hand and you just dangling it there. You ain't feeding me. You're worse than a person that don't care that I'm hungry. Because you got food in your hand and you can solve my hunger now. And you're not doing it. You're worse than the than quote-unquote racist. And that's a bigger problem that we have in our politics. And, and let me explain. Our politics for far too long, for far too long, has always been about trying to get white people to see racism. Just think about it. Just think about the stuff that that not only white politicians have done, but black ones, especially our black politicians, your Cory Bookers of the world, your Ayanna Presley's and you know, your Ilhan, you know, Omar and all them uh, AOC, you know, they're very astute when it comes to pointing out racism. They're very astute. And, and the lens that they do it under is trying to show white people what it is, as if white people don't know what racism is. Cap. Let me let you in on a little secret. White people have always known what racism is. They've always known the power that they've held in this country. They've always known. So much so that they use it when they need to. When you use something as regularly as they do, 
that means you know it's there. Just like white people, white women especially, calling the police on black men and crying foul. They know that they're using their privilege to put our lives in danger. They know this. This is why I get pissed at black people in the political arena. Because stop, damn it, stop being naive and stop trying to appeal to the sensibilities of folks that know what it is already. You need to understand that they know what it is. And since they know what it is, you have to treat them that way. We can't continue to to, you know, fall for the okie doke because white people will feign ignorance. They will feign ignorance all day. Uh, what do you mean a systemic racism? You'd have to explain that. Come on, dog. Stop falling for that. That's a tactic. It's a tactic. One of the biggest things that that racists do, white racists do. You know, they're not trying to learn what racism is. What they try to do is exhaust us, tire us out from even talking about it. If we talk about it over and over and over again, like we're teaching them something. The point is to exhaust you, to get you to the point of where you say, damn, I'm tired of explaining this shit. You should be tired of it. They already know. So stop doing it. They already know. So stop explaining it. Our politics has to change. Our viewpoint on our own politics has to change. This has nothing to do with white people. Let me be clear. This has everything to do with us. We have to stop explaining. We have to stop being fucking victims. Stop it. We have to go on offense. We're no longer on defense. We're on offense. So everything we do in the political arena is about what are we going to do? And, and the first thing we have to do is to understand that we need a black agenda. Emphasis on black. Black agenda. Not a colorblind agenda. Not a quote unquote POC agenda. A black agenda. A black agenda. We have to understand that we have to be self-interested. And if you listen to my pods before, I've said that over and over again, and I'm saying it again in 2021. We finally must become self-interested. We have to look out for self. We are on our own in this shit. The POC brigade that we keep trying to tap into, they are anti-black as well. You can't point out to me no other sect of people that aren't anti-black. Latinos are anti-black when it comes to public policy. They don't care about us. You don't see Latino uh, politicians on the big stage talking about, hey, uh, the black and brown, we're the only ones that talk that black and brown shit. When Latinos get their, their time to shine, they talk about Latinos, as they should. So we're clear. They should. Why? Because you're supposed to be self-interested. You're supposed to be. There's nothing wrong with it. 
We just have to get it in our heads that, hey, it's finally time to do that. It's finally time. So we need to come together ourselves, become self-interested and actually come up with an actual black agenda that's rooted in reparations. It has to be this way. There's no other way. There's no other way. Stop dipping in these other policies that are quote unquote colorblind, that are that are quote unquote for everybody. But they also, you know, affect black people, too. You know, we, we dipping in these ponds that aren't for us. And they won't do anything about the racial wealth gap. Example number one. Erasing student debt. That doesn't do anything for the racial wealth gap. That won't bring us anywhere nearer to white wealth as any other policy. It won't do it. You have to understand that only 25% of us even have student debt. That's how poor we are as a people. And I don't think we get, we, 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 we look at celebrities and black celebrities and black hoopers and, and these people are, are 2% are the 2% of black people. We talk, we always talk about in the news often covers, you know, the 2%, the 1% that, that hoards all the wealth. Well, think about that in the same way in the black community. You're talking about 1%, one, between one and 2% of black people that actually have that type of wealth. And they're, they're entertainers and ball players and shit. That's not representative of black wealth. You don't you don't use one percent of a people as the example of black wealth. That's nonsensical. Ninety eight percent of us are below the poverty line. Ninety eight percent of us are at or below the poverty line. We are a poor ass people and it's done that way on purpose. We finally have to look ourselves in the mirror and understand that. We look at these celebrities and, and we look at, at, at a couple of these folks that, that go out here and get a few degrees and shit and, and, and they get a couple dollars. And we be thinking like, see, we ain't all poor. We, we got some money in our community. No, we don't. Stop saying that because it's not true. The numbers bear it out. We do not. And the only way that's going to change is through reparative justice. Yes, reparations. That's the only way it's going to change. The only. The only way. So, yeah, y'all can dip in the Bitcoin and Dogecoin and all that other shit that y'all be doing. And that's cool. I mean, hey, you want to learn about you know, uh, cryptocurrency and, you know, you want to dip into stocks and shit like that. Okay, cool. Do your thing. Good hobby. That shit is not going to change us collectively. You might do something for you individually. And, and, and that's the problem. A lot of black politics and a lot of, you know, uh, black, you know, social movements and, and, and so-called upward, you know, mobility is centered around individual exploits and nothing about the collective. And that's why we continue to fail because we don't talk about the collective. Everybody trying to get a bag on their own. And that's cool. You know what I mean? It's not like we can't do both. 
You can you can you know try, attempt to get a bag on your own while also understanding that we have to have a collective conversation. If we're going to truly repair our our people and our communities and get more of us you know get more of us you know into the place where we we start to to realize the American dream because of until now, up till now, we've been living the American nightmare. And we're not owning that shit. We're not looking at it. You know, we're in denial. You know, we, we figure we can buy some 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 cryptocurrency and, 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 you know, we can open a mom and pop shop and that that's going to get us to prosperity. It might get you. To prosperity, it might get you there and it's only going to be a few of you that do it. Collectively, it's not. Why? Because it's, it's all built on sinking sand. Any any movement that happens in this country has to be undergirded with policy. It has to be. Otherwise, it's on sinking sand. We often romanticize this view of 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 Tulsa and of, of Black Wall Street. You know why that shit burnt down? Because it wasn't. You know, it wasn't rooted in policy. It was a panacea that once white people found out about it, they got jealous and they burnt that shit down. Because really, we did that shit in secret until, you know, once it was built, they couldn't do shit about it. You know, legally, you know. They, they couldn't take it over. So they just got mad and burnt the shit down with the help of the federal government. Why? Because there was no policy preventing them from doing so. And so they continued to do it all over the South. Tulsa wasn't the only black, you know, place that we built from the ground up, you know, trying to 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 get our own prosperity on our own with our own selves. They burnt down Rosewood just the same. And dozens of other places that we because all we did was continue to rebuild like, OK, they burnt that one down. We're going to go build somewhere else. And white people came and burned that shit down. Why? Because it was on account of the federal government that they did it. There was nothing stopping them from doing it. Nobody was arrested when they did it. None of them went to jail. None of them. you know, And they killed scores of black people. And not one white person saw jail time behind it. Why? Because there was no policy that said it was illegal. All they did was shrug their shoulders like, damn. Well, you know, it happened. Just like they pretty much do with any racial justice. It's all performative. They'll say now, today, in 2021, they'll say it was wrong. Oh, that stuff was wrong. I mean, they did that stuff. And, you know, that's, that's not America. That's not what we represent. You know, we're a... We're a nation of immigrants and blah, blah, blah. Cap. It's all cap. And we have to come into understanding that. We have to come to understand that. And adjust accordingly. We have to go on offense. So, number one, we have to get out of our own head believing that we're going to convince white people to be inherently good. 
because that's how we do politics. Everything we do in politics is about trying to convince white people that, hey, this stuff is wrong and you guys should help us change it. They're not going to help us change it. They're not going to help us change it, excuse me, change it, you know, just out of the goodness of their hearts. Power only uh, respects power. And we have to harness our power and then come to the table force ourselves to the table and take this shit over. And we're not gonna do that being, you know, all about these individual exploits and never addressing the collective. It's never gonna work that way. You know, we figure this, these people get a bag over here and these people get a bag over here and then we gonna bring them together. If you're individual over there, you gonna stay over there. You ain't gonna come together because you're not respecting the collective in the first place. So why do we have these dreams that these couple of people over there are going to get a bag and them couple of people over there are going to get a bag and then we're going to magically bring them together? You know, because if a few of us get a bag, you know what I mean, then, you know, more of us will get a bag. Not when you're not focused on the collective. No, you're not. The people that's getting a bag on their own, guess what they're going to do? Continue on their own. And they're not going to care about the collective. We have to understand what the collective means. We have to finally come into understanding and finally come together and understand who our, what our collective goal is. And that has to be reparations. We have to get reparative justice, finally. And that's going to take a team effort. It's going to take us coming together to get it done. But we have too many people that we elect that don't even believe in it. And if they do believe in it, they don't believe that it'll happen. So any efforts to even bring it into conversation is half-hearted. They don't really push for it. They'll mention it. You know, that's performative too. They'll mention it. You know, we, you know, they'll they'll mention a need for a commission or, you know, they'll they'll throw out H.R. 40 or something like that. But it's half hearted. They don't really mean it. That in itself is performative. They're gaslighting their own people. And we shouldn't stand for that. We finally we must come together. Reparations is the only goal. It's the only goal. I'm not I'm not in agreement with none of these, you know, citywide or statewide, quote unquote, reparations movements. Reparations is a federal program. Why? Because most of what happened to us came under the auspices of the federal government. If uh, Martin Luther King was killed under the auspices of the federal government, a.k.a. the FBI, a.k.a. Hoover, a.k.a. COINTELPRO. That was a federal program. It wasn't a state or city or county program. That was a federal program. The federal government used its muscle to kill our leaders and to kill our movements. 
So it is the federal government that has to pay trillions upon trillions of dollars for repair. Now, if these these state governments and these city governments want to do something to repair what happened to black people in their domain. Well, then they should do that, but not under the, the moniker reparations. They should do so under a different name. It's not reparations. It's not. And we can't allow for things like this, because if you start calling everything reparations, then nothing is reparations. You water it down. You disrespect it. We can't let that happen. We cannot let that happen. So to summarize, for us to finally move forward, because we're not getting nothing out of this Biden presidency, let me tell you right now. We're not. We're going to get a lot of performative, you know, actions. And then in these midterms, they're going to get submarine. They're going to get slaughtered. It reminds me of 2010. They're going to get slaughtered. And then they're going to be more excuses. Well, now, you know, we lost the Senate and, you know, and now we really can't do anything. You're just going to hear a bunch of excuses. And then once we get to the next presidency, the, the next election, he's going to lose. He's going to be a lame duck. And then we're going to be right back at square one. And it's, it's at that time, you know, we, we should be using these next few years to actually bring ourselves together, you know, formulate a plan. And then when that election comes, when that election comes in three years, we have to be ready to pounce. And here's the kicker. We have to be willing. We have to be willing to stand by our agenda and support the nominee which on whichever side that supports our agenda. Not just because they're a Democrat, not just because they're a Republican, but simply because they support us. Support has to has to go both ways. You support me. I support you. You have to finally get away from pragmatic politics where we only support somebody because we think they're going to win, not because they support us. You have to stop doing that. We have to finally play politics the way that they're supposed to be. You put your support behind. The person or persons that support your agenda. And not only do we put our our vocal support behind them, but we finally have to come under a organization. You know, I advocate for ADOS. We donate our money. And we put money behind our, our you know, who we support. That's how politics work. Politics aren't they're not free. They're not free. It takes money to, to run campaigns. So that's why they get donations. So we have to put not only our vocal support, but our financial support behind whoever we support. And whoever supports our agenda. And then we hold their asses to it. 
you want that check again? You make sure that our agenda is met when you attain office, when you win the election. That's how politics work. That's the only way they work. And that's how we finally have to do this thing. There's no other way. There's no other way. Thank y'all, man, for, for, for checking in with me, man. Thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate all the support. Again, I want to wish you guys a happy new year. Thank you for, 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 for tuning in, you know, supporting me, uh, you know, whether it's on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, I have a new Independent Jeff Facebook page. Please go like that, support, and, uh, you know, there's no, you know, you don't have to, to uh, donate any money. I'm, you know, I don't operate like that, man. Um, you know, just support me when you can. Hit that like button. Hit that share button. You know, I appreciate all the likes, all the support, um, all the shares. And I also appreciate all the, 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 you know, the conversations that we have on my post. Please understand that I'm not a person that only talks to people that I agree with. That's not how this thing works. You know, the only way we're going to get to a better place is if we talk about this stuff. And even if we agree, we disagree, you know, iron sharpens iron. So, you know, y'all talking to me, you know, y'all giving me some pushback. You know, we, we, you know, we hashing it out. You know, it's always been respectful, man. And I appreciate that. You know, keep rocking with me. I'm going to keep rocking with y'all, and we're going to keep this thing moving forward. Thank y'all for supporting the Independent Jeff podcast. Independent Jeff is out. <laughs>